everyone, welcome to the Made It in Music podcast. Today we're talking with Rick Barker about music marketing. He's a manager, keynote speaker, podcast host, and author. He helped build Taylor Swift's career and fan base and has now created the music industry blueprint. This was recorded along with our live online audience from our Song Chasers community. You can learn more about Song Chasers at joinsongchasers.com. For now, let's dive into the episode. How's it going? How's it going? How's it going? Happy Thursday. I had to think for a second there what too. day it is. but it We is, usually do this on Friday. We do this on Friday. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Happy Thursday. It's good to see all y'all smiling faces. We've got uh, me and Riley Taylor here, the Song Chasers Queen. We need to come up with a better title. But... Yeah, you, you, you fluctuate on that. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's different every time. We've got Isabel on. What's up, Dave? What's up, Charlene? Chase Tremaine's on with us. James Hawkins. Good to see you. Good to see you. Got uh, Berets on with us. Brian, Tammy, Quentin, Carolyn. Helping hands. What's up? <laughs> Mary Sanchez. Dean Richardson's on. Mary Sanchez. Ness, Nicole. AMF, uh, Kathy Cheetah's on with us. Awesome. Got a good yeah. good crew on here. Uh, Nicole say in the chat, hey, everyone. Um, well, we got a good one. We're, we're as you all know, we are in our marketing, music marketing month in Song Chasers. And so much of what we talk about in the group is about the songs and the quality of the songs. And it really does all start there. It starts with being able to just be consistently prolific and co-writing a lot with really great songwriters. And that's where it all starts, but that's not where it stops. And that's where um, today's guest, Rick Barker, will teach you, we'll teach you how to create it. And he teaches you how to get rid of it. And it's just, he, I'm, I always learned so much. Y'all who saw him at the boot camp, you can just throw up a little hand raise or type in the chat. If you got to catch his session, I learned so much there, so much energy. And um, so I'm excited to have him with us here today. So um, before we jump in, just everybody go ahead and give him a nice virtual hand clap out in the chat uh, and just welcome my buddy, Rick Barker. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. You know, it, it's it's one of those things that as as you and I have discussed in private uh, as as when I was, you know, sitting down with Big Machine Records or Sony Music and, you know, the A&R team would come to me and say, we've got this song. And that's the key. We got to get the music right first before you ever turn on any form of marketing. Unfortunately, I think too many independent artists are trying to gain attention and sending people to mediocre songs. And then they're wondering why their business isn't growing. They're wondering, wow, why things aren't happening one of the things a lot of people don't realize about Taylor Swift, and for those that don't know my story, I was blessed to have been with Taylor at the beginning of her career, is from 12 years old to 16 years old, all she did was focus on the music. She just, when she got done with school every day, all she did was write her songs. And all she did was get the songs right for her audience. She didn't go after school and try to write the next best radio hit. She didn't go to school and try to win a song that she thought could get nominated for a Grammy. She wanted to speak specifically to her audience. And I think I want you guys to just write something down is that my music is for my audience. You are their voice. You are their narrator. You are the person that they're going to ultimately live vicariously through. Too often I see artists writing for themselves. As much as I'm okay with that, 
unless you're going to buy all your stuff and buy all your t-shirts and buy all your merch and stream all your songs. Ultimately, it needs to be about them. Another thing that Taylor did really well, and I'm not going to get too much into the songwriting portion, is she wrote songs that they could sing along to. She wrote songs that they felt like, you know, we would see things on MySpace. I see an older audience here that will remember MySpace. They would re type in messages like, oh my gosh, it's like she's reading my diary. Those are the types of responses that you want. Those are the types of feelings that you want. If, if it's going on in the world today and the world is talking about it, that's the best song for you to write. It's the one where the conversation is already happening. Does everybody understand what I mean by that? So during COVID, people were feeling what? Go ahead in the chat. Give me some emotions that people were feeling. Because once we know the emotions and once we have the solution to their emotion, which is your song, that's when the marketing starts. Yeah, depressed, lonely, frustrated, isolated, uncertainty, confused, fear. Exactly. So when you can bring a solution to that emotion, and we get that in front of the right people with marketing, now, we're, now we, we've got what they say, now we're capturing that genie in the bottle at that time. It's like if the whole world is happy and you're deciding to drop a ballad, sad, sappy, the world is ending, my life is over kind of song, how do you think the world's going to react to that at that particular point in time if the whole majority of the things are happy? They're not. But I see artists do that all the time is they don't look around and kind of see what's going on in the world. Because here's the cool part as being an independent artist, you are not under the same rules that the labels are under. Does everybody understand that? You are your own record company. You do not have to follow the same rules that they follow. And I want you to think about how many major label artists right now are counting the days until their contracts are over so they can become an independent artist because they're like, wait a minute, why am I giving up 85% and keeping 15 when I can be the 85 and outsource the 15? Think about that for a second. They want to keep the 85 cents out of every dollar and spend 15 cents out of every dollar for marketing and promotion and PR and things like that. To record today, it's not that expensive. It's not like before we needed a label because record, you know, to record a record back in the 90s, 80s, 90s, it was a couple hundred thousand dollars. Heck, they had $75,000 budgets just for the drugs that were in the recording studios back in the 80s and the pop days. And you had to pay for it. <laughs> if you were the artist, you got recouped for all the, the, the happy to keep everybody happy. So now knowing that you have the ability to record, that's inexpensive. You have the ability to get distribution, which they used to control. Now you have it with TuneCore, CD Baby, DistroKid, United Masters, whoever it is that you use. PR, it's this little box that's in your pocket. Right now, you are your own media mogul with this little device right here. You have your own radio station. You have your own television station. You have your own film crew. You see what I'm saying? You have the ability to have direct conversation. You can ask for money, collect money. You have in your hand is more powerful than what Ronald Reagan ran the country with the computer he had in the 80s. Those of you that don't know who Ronald Reagan is, you can Google him later. But what I'm trying to say to you is that 
the only thing that's holding you back from getting your music out into the world, you notice I didn't say the only thing holding you back from success, but I said the only thing, because success is, you know, everybody's version is different as it should be. But the only thing that's holding you back from getting your music in front of the world is you. The biggest problem in all of our businesses is usually looking us back in the mirror. It's us. So what I'm here today is I'm going to, hopefully, my goal is to give you some aha moments, is to show you the simplicity in which you can get your music out to the right audience, how to find that audience, the difference between marketing and sales or marketing and promotion, because we have to do it all. I hate to sell, then you're always going to be a broke artist. Just remember Rick told you that on this date, that if I, if I, am a, if I do not want to market and I do not want to sell, then I'm going to be broke. And this is just going to become an expensive hobby. You have to get over it. One of my mentors said something to me that absolutely changed my life. And he said this, if you have something that can impact people, it is your responsibility to sell it to them. If you have music that can impact people's lives, it's your responsibility to find them. It's not their responsibility to find you. All right. So quick question out of curiosity. How much money did you make with your music last year? Now, if you just want me and Seth and Riley to see it, make sure that you just type it into panelists. If you're okay with everyone seeing, this is going to be very interactive. So we're going to we're going to talk a lot today. So I, I want to ask some questions. Okay, Zero, thank you for your honesty. 10K mostly from live shows. Awesome. A thousand. Okay. A couple zeros. Okay. 200. Got it. Probably negative, actually. You spent a lot. Okay, so you understand it's not what you make, it's what you keep. And you understand the business side of things there. So thank you for saying that. I made four figures, but I spent five figures, okay? You have to invest in your business. Most people that come out of, you know, after they got their degree and being a doctor, just because they made $100,000 that first year as a doctor, they had $200,000 in loans to pay back. So you understand business, very good. Minus 500,000, okay. The question I have to you is this. Do you feel that you could find 10 people in the world in the world to spend $50 with you, okay? Or 20 people to spend 25 or 100 people to spend five. Then my question is, why haven't you? Just out of curiosity, why haven't you? Most of the time, it's because you don't know what you don't know. And I'm sorry if my grammar sucks, but I'm as good as it gets. You don't know what you don't know. Too often, and I say that a lot, I'm almost going to get my own t-shirt set that say too often, you know, because too often what happens is, is that we spend all this money learning. We spend all this money creating but what, if you don't ever do anything with what you know or what you create, it's just taking up space. So I'm always sitting there going, okay, there's 3 billion with a B people on the internet. You have a song 
All we have to do, for those of you that said zero or negative numbers, which was the majority of you, all we have to do is go find 10 people and give them an opportunity to spend 50 bucks to the year. It's not that hard. If you can't, if you if you're putting music out and people aren't responding, it's either the wrong audience is hearing it or it's the wrong music for that audience. Does that make sense? It's like not everyone's going to love your stuff. Now, your mom might, but not everyone else. You know, so we have to stop just throwing our music out there into the world, crossing our fingers, hoping that it goes viral or somebody does something with it. No, that's not that's not the way things work. The way things work is I create a product, I put that product in front of the right person, and then I make an offer to that person. I can't just go to a stranger and make an offer. And that's what some people are teaching out there right now. They're trying to do these free plus shipping messenger funnels where you get this big funnel and you you message all these strangers and you ask them, hey, you know, I'll give you my CD. All you have to do is pay for the shipping and handling. And I'm sitting there going, who are you? I don't know you. I've never heard your music. Come on, <laughs> you know, share with me. Ask me something about me. Let's build this relationship because here's the thing. How many of you have ever been on the street and a complete stranger came up and told you what they needed money for and asked you for a buck or two bucks and you gave it to them? I think all of us have at some point, right? So here's the, here's the reason why. They told us what they wanted. They gave us, they, they were in person with us. So if you have not been able to get a dollar from people that follow you online or people that are on your email list, as many of you said, you made nothing. Strangers are getting money from the people that are on your list and are following you on social media. You have to ask, but there's a right place and a right time to ask. And that's after the relationship has already started. Next question I have for you is how much money did you spend marketing your music last year? How much money did you spend marketing? Zero, okay, all right. So that zero also said they made zero, so the math is right, okay, none, okay. $150 on Facebook ads, okay. Uh, $500, got it, 50 bucks. Okay, so the major labels last year spent over $5 billion, with a B, dollars on marketing and promotion of their artist. Now, here's the sad part. They're trying to compete for the same playlist spots that you want. They're trying to compete for the same radio spots that you want. They're trying to compete for the same Facebook and Instagram ad attention that you are. So how are you going to compete if you're not spending any money marketing your music. Well, the good news is today, I'm going to show you how simple and easy that is. I'm going to show you what you can do that costs you nothing. I'm going to show you what you, what you can do that will cost you just a little bit, but we're going to have to start treating our business like a business because right now I see a lot of hobby spend going on right now. It's like I spend right now just in memberships to be able to play golf, I spend about $1,200 a month. I spend about five days a week golfing. I'll spend another you know, $50 a month on instruction and courses. I'll spend a few hundred dollars a year on balls. I'll spend a few hundred dollars. So all in all, I'm probably five to six grand in every year on golf. 
That's a hobby. It's an expensive hobby, but it's one that I love and it's one that I enjoy. And that's what this is to a lot of you. You're spending an awful lot of money not seeing anything in return. Because by the way, I'm never going to make it on tour. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm never going to join this, no matter how passionate I am about it, no matter how good I get at it, I'm never going to be on tour because there's always people that are better. But that doesn't mean that I don't love it. It doesn't mean that I can't have fun with it. And that's where sometimes I think you guys are holding on just a little too long on what's a hobby and what's a business. And the best way to find out if you got a business is to go market this business and see if you have consumers on the other end. Does that make sense to everyone? Okay. Until money goes out, money comes in, we're just a hobby. So I want to get us over, over that realm right now. The other cool thing about what you guys got going on with Song Chasers is that there's more than one way to skin a cat in this business too. Not like the old days. Radio and touring, that was it. Radio and touring. You were on the radio or you were touring. Now we've got streaming. Now we've got live streaming virtual tips. Now we've got sync and film and all these things that were that everybody else had access to, but they were the chosen. Now all of you have access to it. And as you've learned through Song Chasers, you know, you may never be a touring act, but my goodness, do you write great songs for film and television? You may never be a touring act because you're a little older and you're like, screw that. I don't want to go out there and chase this thing, but I'm going to find some young person that's all over TikTok that writes sucky songs and I'm going to, you know, become their collaborator and give their songs to them. There's so many different ways that you can do this. Most of you think you have to be the songwriter, you have to be the artist, you have to be the one performing it. And that's also why a lot of you are failing right now, because you're trying to put yourself in a position that you're not qualified for. Okay. And I'm not saying that to be mean. I'm not saying that to be Rick, the dream killer. I'm just trying to deal with the reality of what we got going on here right now is a lot of you. There's, there's really great vocalists in town that are really good songwriters that don't sing their own demos. And they're great saying why? Because they're trying to get to give their song the best chance. You should also be wanting to give your song the best chance. And sometimes the best chance is by letting somebody else take it and run with it. When you go to put your money in the bank, I've never heard of a banker asking a songwriter, uh, did you sing that song that you're depositing this $10,000 check from? Banks don't care. Your mortgage doesn't care. You eating doesn't care. Nobody cares but you. So we're going to get over that part of it too. Okay. So here's the cool thing. I want to start with some things that we can stop doing when it comes to uh, marketing in 2022. Okay. One of the things that we can stop doing right now is just posting on social media. Rick, I post and nothing ever happens. Yeah, but you post every five days or you only post when you need something. It's like that friend that only shows up when they need stuff. Vote for me. Look at me. Listen to me. Watch my video. Tell me what you think about my video. Hear my song. Follow me on Spotify. No, that's what most artists do when they're posting. Okay. I also want you to stop just uploading and your, mu your music and your videos without a plan. And I'm going to give you some tools here in a second for this. Just throwing it out there is not good for your business. It's actually probably worse for your mindset, your ego. Man, I spent everything on this song. 
I went in the studio. I worked with a Grammy award-winning producer and we created this great song and I put it out and it got nothing. So the questions that I would ask is, well, how often have you been posting? Well, I just started talking about it now because it's out. Well, it's like turning on a car. You got to let the car warm up. If you're not consistently bringing value to your audience every single day, then once you have something that's magic, it, it, they have to refire it up again. And that's where ads come into play. And that's where all this other stuff comes into play. Okay. The other thing I want you to stop doing is chasing virality. Stop chasing whatever little Nas X did on, on TikTok. Now I have to do it. Or whatever this person did, I have to do it. Or everybody says I need to be on TikTok. No, you don't. You need to be where you need to be. I'm present on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, LinkedIn, YouTube. Where am I active? On Instagram. That's where I'm active. I'm present everywhere. But where I'm active is on Instagram. So find the one that you enjoy doing, but you do have to have a home base someplace in order to communicate with people. And you can even use that home base if people come to, let's say you love Instagram and people come to your Facebook page, you could have a video, you know, hey, it's Mary Sanchez. What's up? Thank you so much for uh, checking out my Facebook page. By the way, I love to hang out on Instagram and I would love to get to know you guys. Here's a link. Come follow me over on Instagram. Uh, in the meantime, while you're here, here's this cool song I wrote and it's called Blank. And you give them something, you know, you get to be like your own tour guide. You get to send them to what room in the house you're ha hanging out at. But instead, they come to your Facebook page and it's crickets. And in their mind, they're like, ah, Mary must have quit. Mary might not be doing music anymore. I'm moving on to somebody else at that point in time. So it's super important. And this is part of what I shared with all of you that ended up getting my free discovery module that I shared with you guys at the boot camp is that that's what's so important about discovery is what are we saying on all these platforms to make sure that we're controlling the narrative, that we're getting the people to our next best video, that we're getting people to our next best song. So by hanging out over here, just because somebody else said that was the cool place to hang out, all of a sudden over here where you could be providing major value to your audience is where I would like you guys to start being. So you don't have to decide this today, but I need you to pick the one place that you want to call home, that you are willing to commit to being super active and use that as your relationship building module, because that's something we're going to talk about here in a second when it comes to what I really want you to focus on for 2022. I'll just say it, relationship building should be a primary focus. And I'm not talking with industry people, okay? With your fan base. That's, that's who you need to start building these relationships with. And song chasers, you're going to meet a lot of cool people. You're going to get access to a lot of cool people. But ultimately, it's the fans that you are going to need if you want to have a business and if you want to have a career. Does everybody kind of understand that? Yep. Viral chasers. Chase just came up with something pretty cool there, Seth. Viral chasers. Sounds like a Marvel superhero or something. All right. Yes, and I will be doing a Q&A at the end so we can take care of that for you. Okay, so viral is a byproduct of a lot of things happening at the right time. Once again, viral is just all everything kind of lined up. 
I don't mind and I don't I don't want you to feel that you have to go viral, but some of you will. The job and the key is to be able to take advantage of that. And then the key is to be able to do it over and over and over and over again, because there is a system and a process when that happens. The bottom line is most of us are not in a position to be able to handle an influx of strangers to our websites, to our socials, to be able to take advantage of that opportunity. So out of curiosity, how many people here uh, are doing Instagram Lives or Facebook Lives on a regular basis? Just kind of a yes, yes, no, no, haven't done it yet, thinking about doing it. How many of you, yes? Okay, so we've got no, 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 no. Okay. How many of you like to perform? Okay. So anybody who said no, but then said, yes, I like to perform. Do you know that this is a worldwide venue? <laughs> Do you know that I'm talking to people all over the world right now in real time? This is a venue. You don't have to pay for the gas. You don't have to pay to travel. But you guys are ignoring this magic little piece of equipment right here. And all you have to do is, is be able to go to your audience, show them what you are, show them what you do, get them to these other places where they can then start building that relationship with you. So the next thing I want you to write down in 2022 is that you are going to perform 10 times this year. Doesn't have to be at a club. Doesn't have to be at a festival. But you are going to perform 10 times this year. Those of you that are artists, those of you that are just songwriters, you're going to get whoever's cutting your tracks to make sure that they're performing. On a, if you're smart, you're getting them to do it on a weekly basis. How many of you would love to have 100 gigs this year? There's, a, there's 100 opportunities because there's 365 days in the year, Isabel. So you're good. All right. So now you've got an opportunity to do that. I have artists right now that are in my world that have these tour shirts and they did house concerts and they did all the dates when they did Facebook lives and Zoom and IG lives. And they put it on there. It's like the, the round the world and 80 day tour. And it said Facebook live and Instagram live and, you know, Dave Langdon's house and all these different things. And they made this cool, cool tour shirt that they were able to sell to the people because they all wanted to be a part of it. If they were they had, they let them pick the picture that was on the front and they made a couple thousand dollars off of a print on demand t-shirt one, because they made something special for that. Do you see how easy that is? It didn't cost them anything to put the design up on printify and run it through their Shopify store. And they only got charged when people ordered the t-shirt, but they made something out of it. They didn't sit around and whine that COVID happened. They didn't sit around and whine that they can't get opening act slots for the biggest artists and things like that. Every time you play, you are marketing how awesome you are. Everybody write down, I will market my awesomeness. Don't be the best kept secret. Don't be the person that has that song that can change someone's lives and keep them from committing suicide or thinking bad thoughts, and you're sitting on this song. Don't be that person. Be that person that says, look, I got you guys.
I'm going to show up on a consistent basis. I'm going to write the songs that have impact with you. And by the way, here's an opportunity for you to support my music because they will ultimately want to support you. The goal for songwriters right now, I think, should be is to find the people that can deliver your message. Find the people that can deliver your message. Uh, if you feel, uh, Charlene, uh, let, just type in for me an idea. Is if, if, if you had a chance for somebody to cut your song that's famous, who do you think would, it would just nail it out of the park? And then what I would suggest that you do at this point is go to YouTube and type in uh, that artist's name. And then after it, put the word covers. And you're going to see a whole bunch of people singing those songs. And you're going to find a couple of them that you really connect with and you feel would deliver your songs amazingly well. And you're going to go leave comments on how awesome you think they are. You're not going to introduce yourself as a songwriter yet. You're going to tell them how awesome they are. Hopefully, if they're trained by me, they're going to respond back to you and say, thank you. You know, most of them don't get a lot of comments, so they're going to notice those comments. If they've done things right, they have a link to their Instagram. And then I want you to go to their Instagram page and I want you to follow them and I want you to leave a message. Hey, James, it's Charlene, big fan of what you're doing on YouTube. I'm a songwriter and I was curious, are you ever looking for original material or collaborations? And James is going to first be thrilled that somebody who's a songwriter thought he was cool enough to reach out to him in the first place. And then this is where the conversation starts at that particular point in time. And then you're going to let them say, don't say, and here's a link to 25 of my songs and here's my life story and here's anything. Let James come back and say, yeah, Charlene, I would love to hear some of your music. I'm always looking at collaborators. Great. James, what's your best email for me to send you a private SoundCloud link? Now you've just gotten James' email. Now you can start building that relationship with James. Now you can follow up to make sure that he got the SoundCloud link. Now you don't have to hope that he went on YouTube and looked at his channel. So there's this prog progression of ways for us to start having these conversations. Does that make sense, the path that I just shared with everyone, how simple and easy? Is that something all of you could do? Yeah, it's, not, it's really not that hard at that particular point in time. Also, too, is even if they come back and say, oh, yeah, I write a lot of my own stuff, say, awesome. Would you ever consider doing co-writes? No, I'm not a co-writer. No problem. Just wanted to reach out, tell you what a big fan I am, and then you move on to the next person. You know, we don't have to try to beat a dead horse. We don't have to try to convince them to do any. None of us want to be convinced into doing anything. Well, guess what? Neither do they. Because here's the cool part. Where you found James, you're going to find a thousand other people that have just as much talent as James that are all singing the same song. Are any of you guys watching American Song Contest? If you're not, you need to start watching that show. And the reason you need to start watching that show is because this is all original music and a bunch of old retiree Grammy Award, former Grammy Award winners that like Michael Bolton and Jewel and Cisco and Macy Gray and things like that. But what you're going to notice is, one, the songs are really good and the performances are really good. And most of you aren't. And those are all unsigned people right now. That's who you're competing with. 
and, and I, I always tell my people, I want them to go there and get fired up. I've got about eight uh, people that are in my world that are on that show right now. And I'm just like, dude, you guys are killing it. You're killing it. It's like, it's such an amazing opportunity, but this is all original music. And these are all people just like you, independent artists. Some aren't like you. They had record label and dropped it. And I, I don't, I still don't know why they brought them on there. Seth, I don't know if you're familiar with why they, they brought Jewel and Michael Bolton and Macy Gray and Cisco and all these folks. But uh, I just love watching these other people. I think it's cool because you're ultimately competing against everybody who's uploading songs anyway. So if you want to be the best, compete against the best. You want to win a Grammy, compete against those that have won Grammys and stuff. But start keeping an eye on some of those things. When, when I was at the, uh, the Song Chasers event uh, and I'm listening to the songs, there were some okay songs. Everybody in the group was saying how great they were, which I also think is very detrimental, uh, by the way. I don't think you guys need to kiss each other's butt. You know, I, I think it's dangerous sometimes because as human beings, we only hear the good things. And we're like, wait, 12 people said it was awesome. It was great. Yeah, but the one guy who's in the industry or the one guy who could do something with it didn't think it was that great. You know what I mean? It's like, that's just me off on a tangent. I hate it when I go be a guest judge at things and the person has a crap performance but everybody wants to comfort them when they come off stage and tell them how great they are. And I'm like, they're killing that person's career. That person's never going to get better because everybody just surrounds themselves with people that tells them how great they are. So the point of why I was saying that is I want you guys, when you're in these groups and when you're listening, you are going to hear the best song in that group. And you are going to know that it was the best song in that group. I want you to start using that as a challenge. I want you to start using that to sit there and say, okay, what was my melody as great as their melody? Was my hook as good as their hook? And if it wasn't, be honest with yourself because until you realize it's broke, we can't fix it. I'm 30 years sober because I realized I had a problem with drugs and alcohol. Many people in my world realized I had a problem a lot sooner than I did. But until I realized I had the problem, I couldn't fix it. That's the same thing with you guys. Until you realize what the problem is, you can't fix it. So I want you guys, you know, and don't beat yourselves up either. I mean, that's, that's another one. A perfect artist is a broke artist. I always say that. You don't have to get perfect, but you got to get better. Does everybody understand what I mean by that? You don't have to be perfect, but you got to get better. Okay. So as you start building these relationships with these people, now is when you get to start introducing them to the various things that are in your world. So one of the things that I like to start off with is in the discovery phase, how do I get the right people to see my music, hear my music, see my videos and things like that? One of the things is, is that there's a couple of things that have changed. So inside the Christian music space, the religious space, Facebook has stopped allowing us to target those interests. So you can't go for king and country, you can't put in Lauren Daigle, you can't put in the Bible, you know, you can't put in Baptist or Christians or anything like that. Cause that was easy at that point. It's like, here's a whole bunch of Christians who like Lauren Daigle. I write songs like Lauren Daigle. I'm going to run Facebook and Instagram ads and everybody's going to see my video. And those days are done. So what you have to start thinking about, and this is something I wasn't planning on talking about. Is everybody familiar with the term avatar? 
your customer avatar, your whoever your listener is, your ideal fan and things like that. What I want you to start thinking about is this, is where are they hanging out? What television shows are they watching? What books are they reading? What movies are they going to? What type of clothes do they buy? Now, what I'm going to share with you uh, is, is going to be for the Christian songwriter, Christian artist, Christian whoever. I, I'm a believer, and I just think it sucks that that changed, that that couldn't happen. But one of the things I started thinking about is what are some other interests? So when you're creating your avatar, is it a he or a she? Or a they? Whatever pronoun. Figure out your pronouns. We're in a whole different world now. Okay, so who is your person? For this particular person, I'm just going to put male or female. Okay, so are they male or female? What age? Okay. What language do they speak? Are they in a certain part of the country? What else do they have interest in? What other books, movies? Here's one that's going to, that I think, and I think we can still get access to it. Charities. Compassion International. You know, there's a lot of Christian-based uh, charities. I don't know that they've been locked away yet. I was just listening to a podcast earlier and it got me thinking, where can I go find these people? Um, where do they shop? What do they eat? Maybe you want hippies and vegans. You know, we can go find hippies and vegans because then we're going to search things like Birkenstock, you know? CBD, you know, there's all kinds of different things, interest things that we, so as we start looking for these things, now all of you need to become detectives because what we're going to do, it's going to take work. We understand that this is going to take work, right? So once we sit there and we say, okay, I think the people, uh, let me just look at Tammy here real quick. I think, Tammy, that my audience uh, probably shops at Bed Bath & Beyond. They probably like bubble baths. They probably like this or whatever. So I'm going to go on Bed Bath & Beyond. I'm going to go to Bath & Body Works. I'm going to go to all these places on these socials and start seeing the type of people that are leaving comments, the type of people that are interacting and go, okay. Jill looks cool. You know, let me go to Jill's page and kind of see what Jill's into. So once we start seeing what they're into, now we can take those as interests and put them into Facebook and Instagram and say, okay, I want to get people that love music. If we can't put the genre of music, because you can't put Christian, you can't put gospel or anything. If you got pop or rock or whatever, you're going to put the, if you don't, if you can't, you're just going to use the word music. You're going to put a couple interests in there. And then you're going to hit suggestions. This is inside Facebook Ads Manager. You're going to hit suggestions, and they're going to start giving us opportunities. So now what's going to happen is that we're going to build this audience 
but we're going to try to capture their attention now in the wording of our post. In the wording. Fans of Lauren Daigle who also love bubble baths are digging the heck out of Tammy's new song. You know, now we just called out who it is that we're trying to reach right there in the words ourselves. Music to bubble bath to. You know, it's like if you are a Christian or if you love Christian music and you also love bubble baths, wait till you hear this. Now they're going to go, what is this person even talking about? I got to push this video to see what's going. See how all of you are smiling right now? That's the same reaction that you're going to get from somebody else on the other end. But what we do is we just throw our song out there and go, here's my latest single. Listen to it and tell me what you think about it. And I'm like, I don't know you. I only got a 15-minute break, and you're dropping a four-minute video on me, and I've never done you. And then you're coming back going, dang gum it. Nobody likes my song. No, no one's hearing your song because you don't know how to talk, because you don't know how to communicate with people. So all I'm ever trying to do is teach you guys how to do it the simplest way possible. So know that in certain genres, like if you try to go type in Billie Eilish right now, you're not going to get Billie Eilish, but you may put Billie Eilish fans are loving this new song from Isabel blank. And then if they're a Billie Eilish fan, they're going to want to see what other Billie Eilish fans are so excited about. Does that make sense to everybody? Kind of where I went with that. You notice that I have, I don't have notes and I don't have a PowerPoint. I want this to be all about you today. I want this to be your time. You know what I mean? It's like, I could sit there and say, here's the nine things I want to, I'm just kind of feeding off of you. So if I see you nodding or I see you smiling and I go, okay, now I know the type of people that I'm dealing with. Those of you that don't have pictures on here or your video on, shame on you. No, just kidding. Uh, I, I, I don't know what you're feeling, but we're going to try to get this to you. The other thing that I want you guys to do right now is to write this these four words down. Post with a purpose. Post with a purpose. Your purpose will always be different. Your purpose does not always have to be to get them to watch a video or listen to your music. Your purpose may be just to get their attention for branding. Do you think McDonald's has to spend any more money telling people who McDonald's is? No. All they're reminding you is when you're hungry and want a Big Mac, come to McDonald's. You know, Budweiser, all these different places. So part of your purpose, where I think a lot of you are missing the door, is that when we post with a purpose, I always think, a couple things I think about for me, and it, this won't work for you, but it'll work for me, and we're going to show you how to do it, is one, does it serve the person on the other end? Because it's not about me. It's about them. Does it serve them? So if I, uh, how it could serve them, you're like, well, Rick, I'm not really selling a product. No, you're selling an emotion. Remember, we talked about that. How many of you have lyrics in your songs? Ta-da! All of you. How many have a hook or a verse that is the bomb? It's okay. You can, you can, you can be cool with me and say, yeah, Rick, this is legit. Okay, how many of you have that verse that people sing along with at shows? You start going and they start, 
All you got to do is go into Canva. If you're not familiar with Canva, it's C-A-N-V-A.com. In fact, I'll show you how easy it is. Uh, somebody give me that hook. Type that hook in the chat. Okay. We got that hook in the chat. What do we got? Somebody. If you don't even know your own hooks, come on, people. <laughs> Somebody bring it. Okay. I can't create something cool off of, yes, customer profile. And that's the last thing I see in there. Okay. What makes you happy seems to make me sad. If I can turn on my camera, you can post a hook. Burn for you. I can choose love, love, love. Okay, so here we go. I'm going to take Suzanne's. Congratulations. Okay, so all we're going to do is we're going to go into Canva and we're going to go up here. And this is free, by the way. And we're going to say, I want to do a social media and it's going to be an Instagram post. And I'm going to go find a background. And I'm going to just type in the word love. And I'm going to go in here and I'm going to say text. I'm going to throw a text in here. And I'm going to hit download. And now I've got an image and it's simple, but what's going to even be better, Suzanne, give me your uh, Instagram handle. Type in your Instagram handle for me. Come on, I'm going to give you a free piece of material here. Okay. At music from Suzanne, edit. Uh, okay. Then I'm going to go text at music from Suzanne. Throw that down at the bottom. Get rid of this. Okay. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to even go bigger on this. Okay, so then when I go and I hit share, you can connect this to where you can share it with your thing. So then what you're going to do is you're going to ultimately take this. We're going to share it. I'm going to download it. Download. You're about to get some love, Suzanne. I'll show you why. Instagram.com.
we all have choices. What do you choose? I choose love. Share if you agree. And I'm going to tag at music from Suzanne. I'm going to tag at full circle. Do we want the official FC music? We'll go there and then we'll also do at full circle. There we go. All right. So now that is something that I didn't have to. I, now, it, here's the thing. Now, oh, now we're, we're going to let's do this. <laughs> okay. So I just gave you some love. Now we're going to go look at music from Suzanne. I'm a Christian songwriter. My passion is to share the love, peace, and joy of the Savior through music. Find my music. Boom. You sent them right back to your website. Let me go ahead and give you a follow back. You got that. So the good news is, let's go to your website. This is about discovery. Okay. So now I've discovered you. People in my world are now going to discover you because I've tagged full circle and Seth will probably reshare it. People in his world are now going to find you. Let's make sure we don't blow it because you're going to have a chance to go fix this if you haven't. So right now, Sharing the love of keys. Click here to get a free song. Awesome. I can hear your music. Awesome. Okay. You didn't waste it. Now, at least when they get there, they can go determine whether they want to continue to build further relationship with you. So congratulations to you. Everybody give a hand to Suzanne. She didn't, she didn't fail. So Suzanne, thank you so much. And congratulations for you for doing that. So all of you, it doesn't have to be your whole line or your whole verse or your whole hook, but it's statements that people want to share because they want it to inspire other people. You know what I'm saying is it's like, and all of you have those, all of you have something. Now you could just put blank colors and stuff. I always try to find something that's kind of visual, you know, to kind of help out. So here's the cool part. So let's say that Suzanne, all of a sudden we see that people are really responding to this post. Here's the mistake that most people make. They never post it again. <laughs> I'm like, no, no, no. We got to recycle our winners. We could go and repost that again next Wednesday. We could then take it from Instagram and move it over to Facebook. A couple of days later, we could throw it up on Twitter. My buddy, Brendan Burchard, has his most tweeted reshared post ever is the same one he's posted every Monday for eight years. Happy Monday. <laughs> I'm like, you lazy son of a gun. But it's the one that, it's the same one. They're different colors now and different things. But all it says is happy Monday. I'm like, oh, what a loser. But it works. So that's what he keeps on doing at that point. So I just want to make sure that all of you realize that you have weapons in your hands right now. If you're not good in front of video, go borrow other people's images. You know, just because everybody else is doing TikTok dances doesn't mean you have to do TikTok dances. I get more uh, response out of making fun of myself 
for not being able to do TikTok dances than I do when I try to do the damn TikTok dances. So don't be afraid to laugh at yourself. Don't be afraid to, you know, if everybody has a song, how many of you have experienced loss? Whether it's relationship, a life, person, you know, how many of you, okay, guess what? The whole world has experienced lost. So starting post with, have you ever felt? Have you ever experienced? Have you ever wondered? See how powerful those statements are? Have you ever experienced loss? I know exactly how you feel. As a matter of fact, it was writing this song that got me through that loss of losing my parent. Because we're not going to try to get somebody who just, some dude who just got his heart broke to go fall in love with this song about the song you wrote after your dad died or something like that. So we want to speak to the person that we're actually speaking to. We don't want to trick anyone. There's a lot of that going on out there right now. There's a lot of, we call it clickbait. There's a lot of where you see something and you go into it and you're like, dude, that had nothing to do with the subject line. Son of a gun. You know, they got me. They wasted my time. So I want you to post with purpose, okay? That's the other thing I want you to do right now is I want you to use these tools and these resources, these apps. You know, Instagram gives you the ability to say a lot in your bio, say a lot in your bio, but make sure there's a link to your music. Do not make me have to hunt down your music. Your Spotify for artists, they give you the ability to type in a bio. Tell us about yourself. Oh, side note, never use the terms up and coming or rising star. You're amateurs if you do that. You want to compete, you show up like you're ready to compete. You know, Christian artists based out of Ontario, Canada, if Lauren Daigle and Chris Tomlin had a baby, it would be me, you know, whatever. It's like, you know, if Bruno Mars and so-and-so had a baby, ha you know, it's like you want to give them something, but use this free real estate and this space that they're giving you right now because you don't have to pay for it. They're also giving you the ability to link out to some of your other things, some of your other stuff. So when you want to link out to your website, make sure your website is on point. When we want them to link out to your Instagram page, make sure your Instagram page is on point. Wherever you send them, you control the narrative at that point. But remember, the only place you actually really control is your website. So all of you need to have a website. If you currently don't have a website, you need to have a website. That's your house. All these other things are just apartments that we're renting. And at any time, the landlord can kick us out. Okay? So everybody understand what I mean by that? You own the real estate of your website. Everything else, we're just borrowing. The other thing I want you to get excited about is the fact that Spotify, the biggest music mall in the world, is allowing you to set up a store. Make sure that your store looks awesome. Okay? Make sure that your store looks awesome. What I prefer you do is if you're going to spend money and time and energy driving people someplace to listen to your music, I would rather drive them to your website. And the reason for that is that, you know, we can put a Facebook pixel on your website and later on run ads to everyone who has visited your website. I don't want you to spend your hard-earned money building up somebody else's database. Okay. They're already, they already know enough about them. We need to get to know enough about them. So I always like to send them. The only time 
is if I'm trying to grow my Instagram following, which I'll use to grow my email addresses, what I'll do is I'll, uh, so once again, remember when I said earlier, find an artist that you think already has your audience, another strategy. And I shared this a little bit at the, at the, at the boot camp was, is you go follow the engaged fans of those artists. And then you start commenting on their stuff and posting on their stuff. And when the time is right, reach out in a voice message and just say, Hey, out of curiosity, who are some of your favorite bands? Here's the cool part. If you ask somebody a question, more than likely they're going to answer it. And if you do it in your voice and if you say their name, it's like, Hey, Quentin, it's Rick. Quick question. Who are some of the bands you're excited about seeing this summer? Oh my gosh, Rick, I'm excited about seeing this, this, and this. If all of a sudden you see them saying the same things over and over again, it's going to be a real good lead in for you to maybe go cover that song and throw it up on YouTube. Uh, maybe go start looking to see what that other band is doing that you could start implementing into your business. These are all marketing. Marketing is just not always about selling. It's always about doing detective work too. You know, it's like, it's uh, every time with people, when I go, I'm, a mar I'm an online marketer, they really, I said, yeah, I spent a lot of time studying what successful people are doing or people who already have my audience. Okay. So we call that the dream 100 in the, in the marketing space. Who already has your audience and how can I get in on that conversation? Right now, for example, Seth is part of my dream 100. Seth has spent a lot of time and a lot of money and a lot of energy building this amazing group of people. He's giving me the opportunity to come in and have a conversation with you guys. Some of you will go check me out on Instagram if you've never heard of me. Some of you may go and, you know, go into the links in my bio on my Instagram and watch a free training or download my book or something like that. All I did was come in and not be creepy because I could have started with, hey, I'm Rick Barker. I launched a career at Taylor Swift and I have $1,000 courses and $5,000 training and all of you should buy it. And if you don't, you're losers. How effective would that have been? Not that effective, right? That's no different than you going, hey, I'm an artist. You've never heard of me. Play my song. Watch my video. Do You see what I'm saying? And now some of you are going, holy crap, I've been guilty of that. We all have. We all have. So what I'm trying to do is show you what is it that I'm doing right now? I am earning the right at some point in time to make an offer. You as an artist, by dropping in your videos, having conversations, liking their posts, sharing these things, you are now earning the right when the time is right to make an offer. Invite them to a show. Ask them to follow you on your Spotify page. Ask them for a tip. You know, when you're doing these live shows, you know, another thing I want you to write down, many of you have asked, write those words down. Many of you have asked, and here's the reason why we're going to start with that phrase, because you are going to be scared to death the first time you go ask anybody for money. You guys can remember lyrics, you can remember chords, you can remember dance moves, but once you start talking about money, you start spitting up on yourself. It's the funniest thing to watch sometimes. Or talking in between your songs, which is kind of a crack up too sometimes. But Jesse just laughed. I guess he's experienced it too. So many of you have asked how you can support me and my music. For those of you that are interested, I put a tip jar up in the comments. It's just a PayPal link. Every little bit helps. As an independent artist, I'm responsible for 
the paying for my own recordings and my own distribution and my own videos and things like that. So those of you that want to help out, awesome. Uh, and here's the next song that I wrote and blah, blah, blah. You just don't harp on it. You don't try to beg for it. You just make it available. And then little ninja trick, get your PayPal or Venmo to send you notifications to your phone. Because what's going to happen is Mary's going to be playing. She's going to be doing her song. She's going to look down at her phone. Why? Because we all do. We all look at our phones at some point. And you're going to see a little notification. And you're going to see that Rick just put five bucks in your PayPal. And what you're going to do is you're going to say, Rick, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Every little bit helps. And then the other people that are on there are going to look bad because they see that Rick's on there. They see that Rick's listening to the music. They see that Rick's tossing in five bucks. And now all of a sudden, your phone's going to start going ding. Ding, ding. And you are going to thank these people by name. Okay. That's as easy as it gets because it's so simple and it's so easy, but you're so scared. And I get it. We all were. Well, the first time I ever had to offer something for money, I about wet myself. You know, I, I, I'm pretty good in front of a microphone. I was terrible in front of video. I mean, terrible in front of video. I had a teleprompter. And we hired this guy to give me all these fancy words. And at finally, I just looked at it. And this guy was like, he was like the biggest Amway salesman and sold the most from stage. And every cliche known to man, this guy put in this script. And it so wasn't me. And the very first time I did the product, you know, it's like, uh, I, I can't even remember some of these cheesy lines, but I read them all. I did it. And I made like 30 grand, you know, in like two hours. But I didn't feel good inside. And I went back to my coach. I said, look, we got to take this down. They're like, you can't take it down. It's working. I said, yes, but it's not me because I'm teaching artists that they don't have to be perfect. And you guys got me reading from a teleprompter and all this stuff. I said, it's just not right. So I took it down and I went on and I just did a 15 minute video being me. And I told him, I said, if you want to laugh hysterically, I left a link to this video. Go watch it. You're going to see my eyes moving. The very first one I ever did Seth will like this. So I have uh, a, a teleprompter script on a, on a MacBook Pro and, it, and it's rolling down and I've got my Taylor Swift plaque behind me and you see the word scrolling down right behind my head on the Taylor Swift plaque. And all of a sudden I look and I see it and I make fun of it and I still made money. Don't be afraid to laugh at yourselves. You know, some of the best marketing it's like when I don't have anything to do, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave you with this because, you know, I've, I've got some free resources for you and Seth will send you out some stuff from me as a gift with some free resources, but I want to answer your questions. But one of the easiest things to do, and my daughter and I do this a lot, is inside Instagram, when you know your audience and all of a sudden, so my daughter and I right now, so my daughter and I, we, she, uh, she basically, she fosters kittens. So anytime I see anything funny. My all I do is I hit the little paper airplane and I share it to my reels and I'll say something. I call it remixing other people's content. I'm a remixer now. I'm like, now this is awesome. 
That's it. Shared. Okay. So all I'll do is I'll get some nights. I'll just sit here. I'll start going through reels. I'll get into reels. I'll see stuff. Here's my buddy, Mark Broussard. So, so two for two from cardiologist consult. My heart looks great. Hallelujah. I'll give him a like, and then I'll just go here and I'll put thoughts and prayers from Nashville. Okay. I'll drop that there. I'm going to go ahead and tag him. If you guys aren't familiar with Mark Broussard, you need to get familiar with Mark Broussard. Okay. So now once again, the reason that I like doing that, the reason like I, I like sharing the stories, the reason like I like going live is that when I'm on Instagram's homepage, you notice what this says up time. King LQ is live. Daryl Sean is live. Matt Morse just posted in his stories. Cato, the producer just posted in his stories of all the people that I'm following. Instagram just told me who's active. So all of a sudden, if your people are on their phone and they see, oh, James is here. Oh, Daryl's here. You know, I could go watch Daryl right now. It's just playing music. Watch this. Let's see if he, what up, dude? Let's see if he's paying attention. I could send a request to join. You could bring people on. When you bring people on, then their people get notified that they're live and now you're building their audience. So all of a sudden you may see a whole bunch of people show up. All of a sudden you may see a whole bunch of people show up and go, Oh, you guys must be friends of Riley's. Hey, I'm Rick. I'm a, you know, singer songwriter out of Nashville and Riley's been awesome supporting my career over the last couple of years. And now they're going to go, wait, I'm friends with Riley. She likes that music. Maybe I'll like that music. So these are all the cool little resources well, look there. Who's that? You know, there's Seth. So I can go in and I can like it. I can go in over here. I'll go to his page when I get to his page. A lot of times right now, uh, he'll say something in a video that just makes all the sense in the world. Who decides which of your songs are marketable? Okay. So I'm going to share this. I'm going to add it to my story and I'm just going to write preach. And I haven't even heard the video yet, but I know how he teaches, you know, so I'm just going to go ahead, throw that up and I'm going to tag him at Seth Mosley. And now it's in my story. And then what he's going to happen is he's usually going to reshare it on his and throw a fist pump kind of thing. And now we're just basically talking to each other's audiences. You do not always have to be the person creating the content. The more you know about your audience, if it has to do with babies, animals, or golf, it's usually getting shared across my reels. The more it makes me laugh and piss myself, the faster that it gets shared. Because if you are the person that's brightening up someone's day who's having a crap day, about five o'clock, the rest of the world's getting off work, and they're bummed, and you can make them laugh, and they're going to say, man, I love it. Dave's always sharing things with me that makes me laugh. Charlene's always making me laugh. James is always making me laugh. Brian's got a weird sense of humor. You know what I mean? It's like, there's always these, the more we know about our audience, the more we let them into our insight, into our world, the easier it's going to be for us ultimately to maintain that relationship for a long time. Does that make sense? 
Awesome. All right, Seth, Riley, I don't know how you want to do Q&A, but uh, this was just very, uh, just an impromptu conversation today, you know? Yeah, no, this was awesome, Rick. How many people learned something today that they didn't know when they woke up this morning? Lots of hands raised. I know I sure did. Rick, thanks so much for your You're time. Welcome. I really appreciate you. Awesome. We'll talk soon, guys and gals. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Made It in Music podcast. In addition to this episode, we also recorded a Q&A session where some of the songwriters in our Song Chasers community were able to ask their own questions. We'll release that episode shortly after this one. Make sure to check out some of the other episodes of the Made It in Music podcast as well. We have well over 100 interviews with some of the top music industry professionals, many here in Nashville and many from all over the world. Subscribe to make sure that you automatically get future episodes and leave us a review if you loved it. It would really help us out. Or send an email to support at fullcirclemusic.com if you have any ideas for how we can improve the show. If you'd like to become a Song Chasers member and attend these training sessions live, head over to joinsongchasers.com to learn more. You also get additional exclusive trainings from me. You get our TrackSuite Pro software. You get song reviews from me and my team. And you get access to a custom social media network we created exclusively for songwriters and musicians. There's nothing else like it on the internet. Go to joinsongchasers.com to learn how to join and check out madeitinmusic.com for more content and episodes from this podcast. See you in the next episode.